0: Of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning. Welcome to Christ Church Cathedral. If you're uh, here visiting with us, we want to uh, especially welcome you and uh, invite you to sign the guest book if you haven't done that already. And uh, if you're with us on the uh, YouTube live stream, we welcome you as well. And if you're listening in to the Cathedral Audio Podcast, welcome to you. Will you be seated for a moment, please? Just a couple of things by way of announcement. First of all, a reminder of where you can find us, besides actually walking through the door and being with us in person. Um, Our YouTube channel and our Facebook page and other social media links are on our website on the top left hand corner and uh, you can find our recorded videos there as well and also a link to the podcasts. So um, you're uh, encouraged to, uh, to visit there when you're not able to be here, as I say, in person. Um, also just a reminder that families with uh, younger children, uh, feel free to um, kind of gather there in the back corner. There are some items that might help you uh, to uh pass the time a bit and uh if there is a need to wander around a bit we're certainly uh, um, most comfortable with you doing that so good to have you here um we uh do also want to express condolences this week to the families of Mabel Doke and Margaret Allen uh, Mabel's funeral was this past Friday And uh, Margaret's is on Tuesday at 11 o'clock here at the cathedral. So um, our sincere sympathies to all those who mourn their passing. Um, In the next uh, week or two, you're going to hear some information about uh, Lenten programming and some things that will be offered during uh, the season of Lent this year. One of those is uh, the possibility of uh, a study with me. Actually, it would be a home study with the Holy Eucharist. And so what we would be looking for would be um, about six, either couples or singles, who would be interested in hosting one of six studies through Lent. And then that group would go around to each of the different homes uh, during Lent. If we get a huge response, we could actually consider doing two of those. So, whether they're in on an afternoon or in an evening, probably Mondays or Thursdays, potentially both, um, if that's something that would be of interest to you, um, if you could get in touch with me or leave a message with Kirsten at the office as soon as possible, that will help us in our planning, and we'll, uh, we'll look forward to uh, to doing that. So um, that would be for the season of Lent starting the week of uh, February. Th- uh, Ash Wednesday will be the 14th, so Sunday would be the 11th, 12th, 11th, yeah. So that starting that week. Um, so something that might be of interest to you. Also, uh, you might note that we've scheduled the annual meeting for the 18th of February, and um, that'll be at 1 o'clock here at the cathedral, following a light lunch, which also follows the worship that morning. So 1 o'clock on the 18th of February, and annual reports, if at all possible, um, should be in this week by the 31st, so that's Wednesday. So if you haven't uh, been able to attend to that, we'd appreciate you doing that as well. And also our nominated committee continues to uh, accept nominations. The um, members are myself, Harry Palmer, Jill Dunderdale, Kirk Schmidt, and Jane Hand. Jane is the chair at the moment. And we're looking at... um, filling positions on chapter, including the lay chair, the vice chair, the uh, committee on property, and committee on communications. And we're also looking for nominations for synod delegates. So if you have uh, uh, anything to offer in that regard, you can talk to one of the members of the committee, or again, get in touch with me or contact the office and we'd be happy to uh, to talk with you. And I believe with the exception of one other thing, is there anything else that needs announcing? And the one other thing has to do with this being a birthday for Perrette. McKinley. And Perrette, it's a significant one, isn't it? I think you're 65 this year. Would you mind if we sang happy birthday to you? No, okay. We're going to sing happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. And at least one of the parties will be afterwards over a cup of coffee at the back. So congratulations. Yeah, happy day to you. Anything else? We're worshiping today with the green-colored Book of Alternative Services, and we continue now as we stand with the glory to God on page 186. the day.
1: The Lord be with you. And, and also with you. Let us pray. Living God, in Christ, you make all things new. Transform the poverty of our nature by the riches of your grace and in the renewal of our lives make known your glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
2: A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, If I hear the voice of the Lord my God any more, or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, they are right in what they have said i will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people i will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who shall speak to them everything that i command anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name i myself will hold accountable but any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods or who presumes to speak in my name a word that i have not commanded the Prophet speak that prophet shall die. The word of the Lord.. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Now concerning food sacrificed to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. Knowledge puffs puffs up and love builds up. Anyone who claims to know something does not yet have the necessary knowledge, but anyone who loves God is known by him. Hence, as to the eating of food offered to idols, We know that no idol in the world really exists, and that there is no God but one. Indeed, even though there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as in fact there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. It is not everyone, however, who has this knowledge. Since some have become so accustomed to idols until now, they still think of the food they eat as food offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not bring us close to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better off if we do. But take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if others see you who possess knowledge eating in the temple of an idol, might they not, since their conscience is weak, be encouraged to the point of eating food sacrificed to the idols? So by your knowledge, so by your knowledge, those weak believers for whom Christ died are destroyed. But when you thus sin against members of your family and wound their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food is a cause of their failing, I will never eat meat so that I may not cause one of them to fall. The Word of the Lord.
3: The Lord be with you. also with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark.
4: Glory to thee, Lord Jesus
3: Christ. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as one of the scribes. Just then there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of Christ
4: Praise to me, the Lord is Christ.
5: They were astonished at his teaching. For
0: he taught as one who had authority. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. A preacher closed her sermon one Sunday with an assignment. During the next week, she said, I want each of you to read Psalm 155. Read it carefully because next week's sermon will deal specifically with that psalm. People left and returned home to do whatever it is Christians do when they go home. The next week, the preacher got into the pulpit and she began. First, how many remembered to do their assignment? Who read Psalm 155? More than half of the congregation confidently raised their hands. And, of course, that's the end of the story, right? (laughs) And I guess if you miss the point of it, um, I need to give you a few moments to look up Psalm 155. And I tell that story not just because it's a cute story, but also because I'm going to ask you to raise your hands. First, how many people here today consider themselves members of a congregation? That's good. A lot answered correctly, because if you're here, you are a member of a congregation at the moment. So that was actually a trick question. And the reason I told that part was to make sure that you'd raise your hands. So here's the next part. Here's the second question. Who considers themselves well-equipped and feels confident
5: to speak with authority about their faith? Few less hands.
0: And I suppose to an extent that's to be expected because you might think that it's natural for us to deny that we can speak with authority especially about religion. To most of us, authority means power. And there are not many among us who are ready to accept that we have much power when it comes to spiritual matters. That helps to make the important point that authority and power are two different things. How necessary is it to have power in order to speak with authority? Or vice versa. Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching. For he taught as one Who had authority. Now you might say, well, of course, Jesus taught with authority. He is the Son of God. In fact, Jesus is God. I suppose if anyone could teach with authority, it would be God. In the synagogues of Jesus' day, it wasn't necessary to be official in order to teach. Anyone who had an insight on the scripture being read was invited to stand and share it. That day, Jesus did just that. And they were astonished, Mark says. For he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. Now, we can't know what he was teaching since Mark gives very little information about the contents of the lesson. But it's clear, I think, that it wasn't so much what he taught, but how he taught it. He taught as one who had authority. So much so, the demon the demon that possessed the man there recognized him immediately, even if others didn't. You are the Holy One of God, he said.
5: Have you come to destroy us? The church today probably like never before,
0: needs people ready and able to speak with authority. And although it might surprise you to think of it, you can speak with authority. Those of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus can speak with the authority of God. Speaking with authority doesn't mean claiming power that is not ours. And that's probably our greatest fear, isn't it?
5: What will people say? Who am I to speak with authority? But first we have to accept the call to speak with authority. Why is it that
0: among Christians, when there's a need for an authoritative word, everyone runs to take cover? I suppose we do it to ourselves to an extent. Who's that in the pulpit? What are they doing up there? Who's that in the parking lot or in the study group? Who does she think
5: she is spouting good news at us? She can't profess Christ. She's one of us.
0: It's sad that any of us need to fear being accused of taking too much upon ourselves in having the courage to speak an authoritative word of God. To speak with authority, we first need to accept the call to speak. Second, we need to be crystal clear about the source of that authority. Authority is a gift, not something we claim for ourselves.
5: I will raise up for them a prophet, says the
0: passage from Deuteronomy. But, you know, even Jesus didn't claim to be the source of his authority. Although, being God, he certainly could have. The authority was from God. We're all too familiar with those whose authority rests only in the position they hold. Whether a teacher, a politician, accountant, or priest. And we know that without respect, there
5: is no authority, and there is no power. Last, if we're
0: going to speak with authority, we need to know something of what we're talking about. Being able to speak with authority about our faith doesn't mean knowing everything about it. But too few of us take time to actually study it. Wonder why we don't know much about it and then continue to ask why the church is in the shape it is today. So, do you know what the Bible teaches about attendance at divine worship? Do you know what the Bible teaches about disagreements among Christians? Do you know what's taught about giving to the church? It's impossible to speak with authority if we don't know what we're talking about.
5: And it's even harder if we don't do it. I'm confident
0: that God calls us to speak with authority. From Deuteronomy, God will raise up for
5: you a prophet. From among your own people, you shall heed such a prophet. To speak with authority, we must accept the call to speak.
0: Be clear about the source. And know something about what we're talking about. So, off you go today. And maybe I can recommend that before we meet again, you read the first eight verses of
5: Matthew 29. Amen.
0: We're going to turn in the Book of Alternative Services to page 188, and this is actually in the book, um, the Nicene Creed, and as we stand, let us confess our faith, as we say, page 188.
6: As the people gathered in the synagogue and heard the teaching of Jesus, so too have we come together to hear God's word. Let us boldly offer our prayers to God saying, Lord, have mercy. For the world in which we live and to which we are called, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord, have have mercy. mercy. For the nations of the world, and for world peace, especially in Ukraine, the Middle East, Africa, South Asia, and here at home. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Church of Christ Jesus, zealous in mission, compassionate in service, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy the Anglican Church throughout the world, and today in the Anglican cycle of prayer for Southern Africa, for its archbishop, bishops, clergy, and people, and in our own province of Canada, David, our bishop and Metropolitan, members of the Provincial Council. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord, have have mercy. mercy. For this congregation, hearing and studying the word, that we might see the source of authority and with courage, accept the call to speak it. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who labor in the world and in the church, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Those who are sick or suffering, especially for Jean, Pat, Debbie, Sue, Schuyler, Aaron, Sally, Carolyn, Jacob, Stephanie, Diana, Jessica, David and Maureen, Heather, Elliot, Cooper, Savannah, Mike, Helen, Ken and David, Canon Neville, Laurie, Jane, Barbara, Krista, Corey, and who's ever on your heart today. and for those who care for them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the homeless, refugees, the hungry, the isolated, the unemployed, the working poor. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those with whom we rejoice, for an attitude of gratitude that we might live in joy. And for those whose joy is known only in the secret of their hearts, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who have died, those who are in the nearer presence of Jesus, especially Mabel Doak and Margaret Allen, and for all who mourn, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. For Those intercessions that are on your mind and heart today, for this cathedral congregation and for the annual meeting and for those who are preparing for it, for those preparing to celebrate a Holy Lent, for all travelers, for Peter, and Cheryl, Mina,
5: for our health care system, for all who are involved.
6: Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Oh God, we commend to your care all for whom we pray and the confidence that your love for them is greater than anything we can know or imagine hear us through christ jesus our lord and all god's people said amen
5: And on page 191,
0: let us confess our sins
5: confident in God's forgiveness. Most merciful God,
0: and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. God of steadfast love, may our offering this day by the power of your Holy Spirit renew us for your service. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ,
5: our Lord. Amen. Amen.
0: Great thanksgiving is in the form of Eucharistic prayer number three, on page 198 of the Book of Alternative Services, page 198. You're encouraged to continue standing during the prayer. If you find that you need to be seated or you would rather kneel, you're certainly welcome to do that.
5: the Lord
1: be with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and praise through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who on this first day of the week overcame the death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. In our unending joy we echo on earth the song of the angels in heaven as we raise our voices to proclaim the glory of your name.
0: We give thanks to you, Lord our God, for the goodness and love you have made known to us in creation in calling Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, a death he freely accepted, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, do this for the remembrance of me. We offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we made acceptable in him may be sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, reconcile all things in Christ and make them new, and bring us to that city of light where you dwell with all your sons and daughters, through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation.
1: By whom and with whom, and in whom, in the unity of love, Oh, honor and glory are yours, O oh mighty Father, now and forever, amen.
0: And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I am the bread of life, says the Lord. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never thirst. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are they who trust in him. The gifts of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
4: Lord,
0: Let's pray. Source of all goodness, in this Eucharist we are nourished by the bread of heaven and invigorated with new wine. May these gifts renew our lives that we may show your glory to all the world. In the name of Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the Church and in Christ Jesus forever
1: and ever. Amen. Let us depart in peace in the name of the Lord. Amen.